I like to be told what is awesome. Well, I bet you're wondering what I'm going to share today. Me too. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is here. Um, and how many are just feeling, feeling an expectancy? Keep coming, Holy Spirit. Just come. Please wash. Just wash us. Just wash. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You know how God washes us is with his word. And God wants to talk to us this morning. I was just preparing my heart, and I said, what do you want to share this morning? He said, I want to minister to people. I want my word to be released. And there's the scripture, and there's the rhema word of God, and it works together. It's not one or the other, it's both. The spirit of truth and the spirit of grace is here with us this morning. And so I want to follow what he's, how he's leading. And we're going to start by turning to Romans. Um, you don't have to turn to Romans 10. It just, verse 17 says, faith comes from hearing God's word. And so I believe that God is wanting us to be strengthened in our faith and our trust in him this morning. Because many of us are going through things that are stretching, that are hard, but he wants us to focus on his heart towards us. And that's where he's strengthening us. That, you know, a, a good, healthy relationship is based on trust, on promises, on covenant. And God has given us promises. He's, he's invited us into this relationship and he doesn't want us to faint along the way. So we hang on to his words. They are our very life. And so thank you, Holy Spirit, that you want to minister to us this morning. Um, Romans 12, 1 says, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. And this morning we were worshiping, we're singing together, but uh, I want us to understand that worship isn't just about singing. Worship is about taking all that we are, all that we have, and living in that place of surrender to God. He really is my Savior. He really is my Lord, and I can trust him. And so that place of surrender is a place of saying, I trust you. You've got me. You've got this. And um, as I was reading this passage, I, the word holy jumped out at me. How many have been afraid of that word holy? I have. Because I grew up in a church that believed you were holy and you didn't do this, you didn't do that, and you didn't do the other thing, and you better not. But in recent years, the Lord has shown me what real holiness means. It's being set apart unto him. When I got married, my husband and I became one flesh. It's a holy union. 
I'm set apart for him. My heart belongs to him. My body belongs to him. My, uh, you know, when you're married, often you end up thinking the same things, speaking the same things. We started out really different, but the more that we're together, the more that oneness shows up. And that's what holiness is. It's oneness. I hope that helps some of us to understand that when he calls us to holiness, it's not about what we do or don't do, although what we do and don't do will be very affected. Because when you're treasuring and valuing, valuing one, being one with God, it changes everything. It changes what you do, what you're committed to, how you think. You protect your relationship, don't you? And so he says, um, offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to me. And the other part that he was emphasizing is pleasing. How do we please God? By our faith and our trust in him. If my husband and I didn't trust each other, um, chances are faithfulness would break down. Trust is so important and God is wanting us to trust him and to count on his nature, on who he is. If circumstances are changing, get your eyes off of the circumstances. Get your eyes fixed on his heart towards you. And we need to be strengthened in knowing God's thoughts towards us this morning. The verse goes on, verse 2, Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You know, when we, when we read, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, we think, well, there goes another rule and another regulation. But I'll tell you something. When I started giving God my heart and my mind, I didn't think the same way anymore. And in fact, it was an elevated way of thinking and perceiving. The, you know, the grass got greener, the flowers smelled better. There, there is a, I don't have to conform to the way that the world looks. I, I got saved out of that place of trying to bring comfort to my own soul and my own brokenness. And I am being renewed in those places. And it's not to make me think I'm holier than anybody else. It's to show me that I am experiencing his life flowing in me. And so I don't have to go to the news to hear all the negative stuff. I can go directly to God and I can say, what's happening in your world? What's happening in the world? What's on your heart? And my perspective changes. I'm no longer under something. The scripture says that I rule and reign with Christ in heavenly places. And so my mind is renewed because I'm drinking in his thoughts towards me. I'm drinking in his instruction about what my part to play is in the kingdom of God. And so it's this beautiful invitation when he says, don't conform any longer to the pattern of this world because it's so broken. In fact, now you get to renew your mind 
and come into that place of influencing the world around you and inviting them into the life of Christ. Amen? And then the scripture says, then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And one of the most precious passages that dovetails with this is 1 Thessalonians uh, 5.16 that says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and give thanks in everything. I would say that's the best way to live. I get to rejoice every day in spite of stuff. I get to pray about the things that are going sideways or, or don't look right. I, I'm not a victim anymore. I get to rise up and trust my Savior. And on top of it, he washes me with his word by cleansing me from negativity and feeling that, um, you know, I'm miserable or, or something uh, things just don't go my way. Well, I get my mind renewed. No, they're going the way that they should. I'm giving thanks. This is God's will for me. He is the one who triumphs in me. And so that's how we enter into that relationship with him and cooperate with the Holy Spirit. And the most amazing things happen when we live like that, when we choose to live in this kind of intimacy with God, is that we become um, attractive to those who don't know him and he literally shines his life through us and it's not like we're trying to be uh, goody two-shoes no what we have is real and who we are putting our trust in is so real when God's word comes it changes me I can go to conferences, I can listen to messages, I can have Christian television on, I can um, even read the scripture and not be changed. Do you realize that? And in fact, um, I can do all the Christian looking things, but not have it change me one little bit. What changes us? Well, I believe that when I've been changed, it's when God has spoken his word, and his word is here, but it was alive. And what does uh, Hebrews 4 say? But the, the word of, in fact, why don't we turn to Hebrews 4, if I can find it. I've got these tabs everywhere. Yep, there it is. The word of God is living and active. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to, to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. And nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of, of him to whom we must give account. When I change... It is because God speaks and gets right to the issue. I can mask something with you guys. You, you don't maybe know what's really going on in my heart. But when I'm in a relationship with God, he nails it every time. In our Bible class this week, I, I gave an illustration of this. Um, I've been having uh, difficulty uh, getting through to my doctor 
and I went to this specialist and uh, and he didn't come up with the right solution in my mind oh my goodness it was maddening I took medication that made me worse and uh, and so I came away griping about it and and so I had my next appointment with him and I woke up that morning and the Lord said you can't go to the appointment like that like what see God's talking suddenly his words in my face and and he and I said what do you mean And he says you've made a judgment and you're not going to get anywhere you've not only made a judgment against your doctor but against the medical profession that they don't know what they're doing and so there's no blessing there for you when you walk in criticism or accusation you have no authority when you pray so I want you to repent oh he was right of course and so I said Lord forgive me for judging the medical profession um, I did make a judgment about the doctor and I put myself above him but he's the one with all the experience so Lord please forgive me and wash off a harvest of judgments that I've made over many years unknowingly Lord please if there's any other weeds in my heart please help me to see it because I'm blind I need your word to change me in this area and so I repented well I had the most amazing um, appointment with that doctor and he explained everything and things that have been blocked off happened like this people were coming saying oh I got this appointment I got this thing for you and it was just streamlined because the, the Lord wants to give me a testimony of his healing power and he said when you walk in judgments and criticism and you don't walk in the kingdom of God like I've designed you to be then you you're cutting off your own blessing and you're not going to be a free-flowing river to release healing and so now I am being changed in this area why am I sharing that because this is how God changes us he confronts our uh, our minds and the way that we think because in the world it would be just uh, plain as the nose on your face that that you know if something doesn't go right you address it but God wants us to address things differently he wants us to walk in forgiveness to bless and to be uh, voices of change in heavenly places first and so um, change comes when I realize that there are parts of my life that need to be more Christ-like so another word for change is repentance and I don't think that we should be afraid of that word repentance because when we are repentant that means that God is breaking us free of things that have held us captive and that's his desire whenever he addresses and pinpoints things where you just can't live with yourself until you deal with it he is calling us to repentance and if we really want a move of God he's going to pinpoint those areas that need change and he wants us not to be afraid of it but to embrace this process because when we truly encounter him we 
When we encounter his presence, we are changed. We are transformed. Amen? So, um, Proverbs 23, 7 says, As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And the Lord knows what's in our heart. So, it's not the behavior that is to be changed. That comes later. But it's that heart. That's the part where he is wanting us to know the reality of his word changing us there. And automatically our behaviors get addressed when, when we are choosing uh, to follow him and obey him and let him be the one to address those things that uh, make us unchristlike. Okay. So in the very DNA of this church, we believe that God is speaking today, right now. He hasn't stopped. Uh, John 1, 1 to 4 uh, says that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the whole world was created by Him. So the Word of God is extremely important. When God speaks, the lights come on. That's another way to put it. Create, creative things happen when we let God speak. So we're hungry not only to hear his word personally, but also corporately. And it's not like he hasn't been silent, but we need to go back and pull out those things that he has said about us personally and corporately and, and put a stake in the ground and say, he said this on such and such a date, and I am uh, standing and believing for what he says. Amen? By the way, the children today are being ministered to on hearing God's voice. I thought that was pretty cool. So what's happening up here is also happening down there. Um, thank you, Holy Spirit. So for those of you who are new to uh, the concept of the word prophecy, prophecy just basically means hearing God's voice. And the prophetic gift starts in your own times of being uh, with God and listening to his voice and being obedient. And so hearing his voice starts at home in intimacy. Last night... Um, that's when I heard him talking about some of you and and I wrote stuff down because he's just talking and talking and talking that's what he wants he wants to speak over you and so um, prophecy isn't something that is entertainment if it's something that is important and he coming from the Word of God your expectation is that it will change you somehow. Do you see what he's saying? He's saying, if he's speaking, he's addressing something, that a shift in the way you've been thinking. It's like taking a scrub brush to our brains. Because we've been thinking this way, and he's like, uh, actually, there's a better way to think about this, and I want you to pay attention to my viewpoint. Um, when, when we hear God in the secret place for ourselves, um, that's personal prophecy. But as we grow and mature and let him 
bring us more into Christ-likeness, then we can be responsible for speaking his word into those around us. And the prophetic gifts are never meant to be just for our entertainment or we're not psychics, are we? In fact, just I'll put this in here. A psychic has a gift that it's a God-given gift, but if they use it without the guidance of Jesus, without the guidance of God's word, then there are, uh, we call that soul power. And if you have a gift of being able to hear or perceive things, that's a God-given gift, and I would encourage you, give it back to him right away, because that's where he wants to speak his words into people's life. And we don't need to hear our own opinions because we get deceived when we're listening to things that come from brokenness, that broken place. And so, Lord, if you've got prophetic giftings right now, if you know that you know that you know things, let's just lift them back up to God. Why don't we just do that? In an act of offering our gifts back to him, just raise your hands and just say, this gift belongs to you, Lord. What do you want to say to me and through me in the days of he ahead? Thank you. The prophetic operates out of faith in God and out of love. I, when I first started uh, recognizing that God wanted me to speak, I came out with some pretty harsh things because I thought God was saying this. And, and it was mean. It was, it was thunderous. But it wasn't, uh, he didn't work his character into me in those areas. And so he began to show me he wouldn't let me speak until I let him change me so that I became a love vessel. And if you have a prophetic bent, uh, move as far away from being negative and correctional and, and, and just get rid of that. The prophetic is to build up. It's to strengthen. It's to nourish. It's to bring us into the Father heart of God. Um, he does tell us things about our future, but it's an unfolding of his plan. It's not for, for us um, to to be uh, promoted for the sake of being promoted. No, he's got plans and purposes, and he's shaping us all the way along. And so um, he really does have things to say. That um, Ramesh and I were out walking the other day, and, and we went to um, the glasses people across the street from us, and we walk in, and I think Ramesh was getting an adjustment on his glasses or something. And, and as we were leaving, I heard the Lord say, just speak to Monica, the owner, and just love on her. And he started talking to me about her. And so I said, Monica, um, God's just talking to me about you. Would you like to hear what he says? And she said, sure. She was sobbing. And for you and I, it you know, it might have not meant as much because we're in this environment where we hear him. But she was very, very moved. 
and changed. You see, when people realize that God talks about them personally, that's a game changer. That's an amazing thing for people to experience. And I feel like the Lord's saying to us corporately, you know more than you think because you have the mind of Christ and you can be vessels of love. And he's saying, I want you all to prophesy. And you think, well, I'm just not quite there yet. Well, of course you're not. It's a step of faith, but God is raising up sons and daughters who are being strategically placed so that you can release the love of God. And let me tell you, we're not going to be sharing the gospel if we don't actually believe the gospel, that God's heart is beating, 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 throbbing to draw people to himself. He really is the Savior. And he really wants us to encounter him, all of us. And when I, give a, when I gave that prophetic word to Monica, it changed me. It made me want to keep on talking to somebody. And that's the momentum that comes when you share the love of God. It's delicious, and you get bold. And that is something that burns, burns in the heart of God. Now, Kevin Tucker isn't here today, but I know that he watches um, these podcasts because he, he has to work. And I just felt like the Lord um, was saying a word for Kevin. And so, Kevin, if you're listening, I saw three mountains, and um, they were three problems. And typically, you would look at those mountains and, f and feel like, oh, I just didn't need to see that. But the Lord says that this is an invitation, Kevin, to encounter me. Instead of looking at the mountain, look at me with you on the mountain. And, I, and the promise, uh, Kevin, is that you're going to experience supernatural provision. You're going to experience supernatural encounters. And I just felt like the Lord was saying, Kevin, I'm so proud of you for cultivating intimacy with me. So we just bless Kevin today. Even though he's not here, he's here because he's so hungry for God. And we bless him to grow and his family to know you uh, in that same intimacy. Amen. Love more. Uh, there you are right there. Did you know it's Lovemore's birthday today? Come on, Lovemore. Well, we love you all the more. Um, Lovemore, I saw you standing at a wall, and you were facing this wall, and you, you just said, man, I am facing a wall. <laughs> and, um, and the Lord said, turn around. I'm, I've got your back. And when you turned around, he was your wall behind you, and you were, you were so protected. And he said, I'm changing things because I'm changing you. And I got that scripture for, uh, for you from 1 Thessalonians 5.16 that says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and give thanks in everything. And he said that in this season, you are being strengthened in a very deep way to think differently about just about everything. And, um, and he said, you've, you've always had the strength drain out of you when you see how big the walls are. And he says, but I'm 
the, I am the only wall that you need to know about. And um, I saw you being raised up in the area of prayer. And um, I see that on you as a leader. Uh, you've always relegated that to Mary because she's the prayer in the family. But he's saying, no, you guys are a force to be reckoned with. And he's saying, embrace this next season. Choose rejoicing. Step into that place of um, of sonship. I just saw you taking uh, a stake and planting it in the ground. And you were saying, this land belongs to me. And uh, the Lord's training in you a command because you're a son in the house. You're a son to him and you belong. And what he's promised, he will do. And so that's his, his heart for you, love love more and a, a spirit of thankfulness was resting on you that was thrusting you forward and i just feel like some of the things that have blocked and hindered the lord's removing as you operate in this this place of choosing to rejoice uh, you are truly being trained in this season and he's saying embrace it because you're going to lead many to life in jesus name amen amen Thank you, Lord. Um, I don't believe we have a Cheryl in our church, but is there anyone visiting? Your name is Cheryl? No. But it could be on the podcast, or maybe you even know of someone whose name is Cheryl. And so if you meet them this week, um, this is a word for them. Um, I saw these, uh, these barred gates, like nothing was getting through. And, um, and I just saw the Lord revealing his heart and the gate opening up. And so just keep that in your mind because this is an opportunity for you to release something to somebody that really needs to know that God is for them and not against them. Amen? Toby and Aggie, where are you? Toby's over there and Aggie's where? She was here. Okay, she's. I can. I can wait till she comes back. Okay. Okay. Jessica and Paul. I'm so glad you're here today because I was thinking they're not going to be here. Um, but um, uh, Paul, um, when I was, what the Lord showed me was this humongous iceberg. And he said, this is your land. I said, that uh, iceberg melts. And he said, that's exactly why I've given uh, Paul iceberg for land. And he said, it's the people's hearts that have been so hard. But the way that he is using you uh, and will throughout your life is that you bring the warmth and the stability and the longevity of releasing the Holy Spirit. And he said that um, when you look at your life, he doesn't want you to judge your own life um, because uh, you have such a long uh, range plan on your life. And don't look at how much of the iceberg has melted because that iceberg will melt at the presence of the Lord. And we bless you as a soul winner. We bless you as a son. We bless you uh, to know the Lord with such 
fierceness. That was the other thing I see on you is that you're fiercely devoted to him. And I believe you're going to raise up this next generation that will have that same DNA. And uh, Jessica, um, I saw that uh, you have a lion on the inside of you. And some people think you're quiet. Um, but you have a, you have a roar uh, on the inside of you, and, uh, and I hope I'm not making you too vulnerable by saying this, but sometimes you look around and you think, why is it that I challenge everything? Why is it that I look at things and I just can't take it at face value? I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what I heard. Yeah, and the Lord says that's because you have a gift of discernment, that you're being honed, that you're not a yes, uh, a yes person uh, to anybody else, but you're yes to the Lord. And he's saying that he's giving you the heart of, of Solomon where you weigh things, but you'll weigh it with his wisdom, with his love, with knowledge. And, um, and so uh, don't be down on yourself when you find yourself disagreeing, but ask him from his perspective. And I felt that he was going to release wisdom uh, in a very quick manner. When you ask him for his perspective, wisdom is going to flow. And I felt like you're just as much a part of this raising up this next generation because uh, people are going to be coming to you saying, wow, uh, how did you know that? And it's because God is giving you a discerning heart. And you can see through lies. And you need to be able to in this next season. And, and if any of these words, people, if you want what is being released, receive it. Because the Lord is feeding us all from the same loaf this morning. And if it resonates with you, take it. But Jessica, I believe that uh, your heart towards the Lord brings him great delight. Let me bless you in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Amen. Auten. Okay, this is a crazy one, but this is what he said. I saw you swinging a golf club, and... And, um, and he said, Otten will hate that, <laughs> right? You don't want to play golf. But what the picture was, was that you were picking up something that you would not normally do, that you wouldn't even be interested in. But he said that something that you're going to have something come, and you're not going to think that, that you have any affinity to it at all, but he said, I'm doing something new, and I'm using you in a new way. So don't, don't rule it out, because he is wanting you to experience something new. Okay? We just stretch our hands towards Autumn. We bless you, Autumn, um, to uh, be renewed and refreshed. I, I, that was the Lord's heart behind it. He wanted to refresh you and bring you into a new place. Fantastic. Thank you. Increase your presence, Lord. Increase your presence. Wow. Uh, the next thing he gave me was a, a corporate invitation. And that was, um, he said that there is a grace being released to invite people to Alpha. Okay? So um, he said, expect the invitation to hit its mark. Can we just do that corporately? Lord, will you lead us to people? Because you said there's a grace that is on the invitation. 
And he said that even if folks don't come, the invitation will be relationship building. And you will have more opportunities to speak into their life once you actually release the invitation. Um, and I asked the Lord, can you tell me why you're doing this? And he said, because I'm breaking off the fear of man. Uh, the fear of man, the Bible says, is a snare. And, the God, and God wants us to know the joy of loving people that we don't uh, necessarily feel confident that we, that we have uh, anything to offer them. But he's going to break that off. And so the Lord said, let my love for those who need me compel you. Amen. Here is another name that I don't think they come to this church, but the name is Holly. Does anyone know a Holly? Nope, didn't think so. But there it is. And he said, um, and again, I encourage you, this may be even somebody that needs to come to Alpha. You'll go, oh, uh-huh, I think I'll invite you. Um, but he said that he wants to call her his friend. And so there is somebody by the name of Holly who needs to know that God is calling her into a relationship. So tuck that away and give it away when you can. Is there anyone here that has had pain in your eyeball? Claudia, men, Ramesh. This morning, both Ramesh and I got hit in the left eye with a sharp pain, and we believe it's a word of knowledge. So can you just stretch your hands toward Claudia and Maureen, you as well? Okay, and Maureen, yeah. And so, Father, whatever this is, we just command it to get off our eyes, Get off Claudia's eye, pull it out in the name of Jesus, off now, off now. No more piercing. We just bless your eyes to see clearly in Jesus' name. No more trauma, no more trauma. Amen? Thank you, Lord. I want you guys to know that the clock says it's 11.23. Ha, 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 ha. I got another hour. No, just, just kidding. <laughs> that has to be changed, apparently. McLean, wave your hand so people know who you are back there. Father, we just thank you for McLean. I just felt like the Lord saying, McLean, that he's bringing you to another level. Um, you are a prayer warrior. I don't know if you see yourself as a prayer warrior or not, um, but he says that you need to give yourself to people around you. Don't be afraid to give yourself. Uh, you belong to this body, and, you, and, and we belong to you. That's what the other part in Romans 12 says, that we belong to each other. And I, we just bless you and Peggy to thrive in this next season. That you will, uh, the other thing the Lord said was that 
your gift will make room for you. And I believe that gift in particular is prayer, that God is putting you in a position because you've been obedient to walk in forgiveness. You've been obedient to cultivate intimacy with him. You've been obedient to resolve that you won't strike out at those who misunderstand you or, or uh, things like that. That you have, uh, God has been developing character in you and he's saying, let your light shine, McLean. Amen? You received that word? Good. We have gems. Look at the person sitting beside you on both sides. Come on. We are his workmanship. And, and it's a, he is enthralled with us. We look at all the things that are missing or lacking and we, rah, 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 rah. well, not him. He's like, ha, ha, ha. And let him be the change, change agent in your life. You know, I got a whole list for him to get to. But he just takes things uh, slow but sure. And so let God be the one uh, to bring these things. Just be responsible when he does. Amen? See, God's bringing correction and renewal to us today. But it doesn't feel like correction, does it? But that's, what he, that's how he does it. He encourages us. He gets in our face. He gets us to break agreement with the accuser so we stop seeing ourselves through critical eyes. Sean, yeah, that means you put your hand up so people know who you are. Hello, Sean. Okay, Sean, I saw um, this wonderful atmosphere around your head, and the Lord said that he loves your headspace. But even more, he loves your heart space. And, um, and he said that you feel what he feels. You put yourself in that position where you, you'll let yourself feel the intensity of what God feels. And that brings him great pleasure that you cultivate that kind of intimacy with him where you actually enter into some of his suffering by letting him move you. And um, I'm not saying this because I know Sean. I'm saying this because this is the Lord who knows you. I'm getting to know Sean, and it's a delightful journey. But um, the Lord says that there are going to be so many more people that are actually drawn to you, and it's because you've created a safe place of non-judgmentalism, and that when they're in your company, they feel safe, and that's because they're encountering the Savior. And I really believe that uh, he's going to cause that headspace to get a whole lot bigger. And we just bless you to release salvation through uh, means, through not just the message, but through hands-on influence and that many sons and daughters will be raised up with that same DNA, that uh, it's not just a spiritual gift being released, but it's hands-on, all of our giftings being released. And, and I just believe that God's going to use you powerfully. And, um, and we just thank you, Lord. Oh, the other thing I've written down is he said you have an overcoming spirit. And there's many promises in Revelation about 
those who overcome. So immerse yourself in that. It's awesome. Um, do we have more than two Kens in our church today? There's Ken Pallet and Ken. Okay, um, I felt that this was a message for, for the Kens. And he said, in your weakness, he is being glorified the most. So what you think might be weakness is actually where God is shining the greatest. And I'm not going to go any further than that. I'm just going to say, give him credit for saying that. Give yourself some credit because you've put yourself in that place of, Lord, I can't do this. And he's saying, good, because you're going to see me come through. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Amen. The Lord is washing us from shame. Can anybody agree with that? We've walked with this microscope on our life and looking at all the things that, um, that we haven't done or that we've done with a wrong heart. And the Lord is inviting us to take our eyes off of that and fix them on Jesus. Jesus is the author of our salvation. He is our righteousness. And if there's one message he wants to get across today is, you couldn't save yourself if you tried. Yeah. He's done it. That message that Lovemore had about ought and paying the bill, that is it today. You are who you are because he wanted you, and, he, and you said yes. You said yes to him. And if you haven't said yes, say yes. Because he wants you. He wants you. He wants you. So don't tolerate shame. Get rid of that. That, that, that just, that's an awful thing to walk around with. Um, Jathan. Am I saying Jathan's name right? It's J-A-T-H-I-N. Anybody have that name? Nope. Okay. Well, maybe you're watching on the podcast. So I just saw um, Jathan taking off a jacket, and it had a label on it. And God has given you his own, uh, his own coat to wear. And um, yeah, I just saw these jackets with labels coming off. And God is changing your identity from uh, not belonging to belonging and to being a son. So... There you go. Cece. Cece, um, I saw the Lord leaning down over you, and you were like this gorgeous flower. Raise your hand so people know who you are, Cece. There you go. Good. We like to hide in church. Um, and he just leaned over you, and he was just breathing in deeply of the beauty of what you've offered to him in your life. And, um, and he just, uh, he was just loving on you and thinking how beautiful you are to him. And then I, I came back in the picture and you know what? You weren't a flower that was cut. You were planted right in his heart. And this plant, your, your roots were right in his heart and you were thriving. And we just bless you, Cece, to, 
to experience and have adventure with what the Lord has for you. I believe that the aroma of Christ is being released from your life and people are going to be asking you, what do you believe? And you're going to have um, so many opportunities to share the love of Christ with people that don't know them or don't know him. Amen. Angela and Zachary, wave at us. And uh, I think some of your families here today, they, they could be spread all over the place. If you belong to Zachary and Angela, wave your hands. There you go. There's a few of them. Yeah. Well, the Lord said um, that his keeping power rests on your family. And just to have confidence that uh, your family belonged to him. And I saw you leading them uh, to water, to drink. And we just bless you as a church congregation that you uh, have that desire to bring your family to living water. And Lord, we ask that there would be living water that never runs dry. Lord, we pray for this family that as the children grow, that they'll be so passionate for you and that they will discover their destinies and there'll be so much rejoicing in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I, I don't know how to say your name. The fellow in the back, I know your name is Vicente or... What is it? It is Vicente. <laughs> That's lovely. Um, the Lord just says he loves your heart. You have such a tender heart. And you have such a zeal uh, to know him and make him known. And the Lord's giving you a new confidence. And you're literally going to be able to feel his presence on the inside of you. It's, it's tangible presence. You're going to feel like things are shifting and changing. And it's a grace on you to be able to feel his affection. And we just bless you, Vicente, to experience the Father heart of God in, uh, in phenomenal, life-changing ways. I believe the Lord's going to uh, open things up to you uh, from his word, uh, but even more so from, from having fellowship. I believe that you have a lot to give people, um, a lot of love to give. You're a forgiver. The Lord says that you know how to forgive, and you're not a victim. And he is going to turn things around that have been upside down, and it's because you've chosen to trust him. And we bless you today with the blessing uh, that comes from the house. In Jesus' name. I better let you go home and, and eat. And uh, so, uh, just to end off this, I want to give you one little activation. And we'll end it with this. And I just want you to close your eyes right now. And... Just let the Holy Spirit bubble up on the inside of you. And just ask him to give you a scripture for someone sitting beside you. And if you have no one there, just go over to somebody that's by there, by themselves. And then I just want you to share that scripture with the person. And if you don't get anything, um, just... Take the scripture that you've been eating 
this morning in your devotions. Because just like taking bread, the Lord will break it and make it multiply. If it belongs to you, it belongs, or it is going to be released. And so, Father, even now, just come. Let your spirit bubble up, bubble up, bubble up. Thank you, Lord. Okay. So right now, I just want you to go and release that word to the person beside you. Fantastic. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and they know me. And these words that we're getting, this is scripture. This, these scriptures, we pray, Lord, that you'll bring them back to mind throughout the day and that they will hit their mark in Jesus' name. Before we, uh, before we separate, I promise to give Aggie and Toby a word and... Um, Toby, I saw you guys like cell towers, that God is raising you up, and you're in that process where you're, the cell tower is being built. But the Lord says that in time, you are going to be used uh, to network, and that uh, God is going to use you in, in powerful ways to bring communication and um, such a sense of being knit together. And there, there are different things. I don't even know what cell towers do, but I just felt like that you were going to learn to hear from God so accurately and that people were going to uh, come to, to the both of you and uh, they were going to get locked onto the body of Christ because of, of what you bring to their, their lives. And so we just bless you um, to... Uh, enjoy that process of having God work in you and build in you uh, for what is coming. This is a long, uh, a long-term plan, and it won't happen overnight. But we just bless you 
to be able to fulfill your destiny in Christ. Amen. So thank you, everybody. And let's keep the river flowing. And we'll see you here on Wednesday night at Alpha. If you haven't been here before, um, uh, bring somebody who doesn't know Jesus. Get that grace out there and invite them. Okay, we'll see you soon. Bye.